0: Like Miss what you
1: say the in
2: to no clue podcast episode 121 I'm one of your hosts Tyler I'm Mike We're back post Thanksgiving stomachs full ready to talk yeah, trades
3: a, lo- a lot of free agency news
2: Yes free agents uh trades been going more to come We're thinking but where you want to start based off where we left off I want to say hmm I want to say the last big one we saw was, uh...
3: Ibaka to the Clippers?
2: Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure if we even got there. Did we talk about... uh, No, we didn't even talk about, uh... Hold on, let me go back. Probably Dwight to the 76ers was the last one. Yeah. All right, since then, um... A lot has happened.
3: I got to start with with the elephant in the room. I mean, Charlotte, are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I I don't understand. Boston, I understand why Boston gave Hayward a big deal. Because his entire time in Utah, he was getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But then, the four years, obviously, the injuries start to get to him. When he's playing, he looks limited. And yeah. you pay him more money?
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, they paid him like he came to Boston, became a superstar, and then now he's. they want him.
2: Was he an all-star at all in Boston? No. <laughs>
3: right. I believe he was all-star his last year, if I'm correct. In Utah? Yeah. Yeah. But, my God, I, I just don't understand why, like, what? What is the upside to giving him all that money?
2: They could have got three players with that. And kept Batum. Because now it's looking like it's going to be a sign trade for Batum and maybe another bench guy um instead of just a straight up signing uh good luck right i mean <laughs> Boston, just... what are you going to do with the the trade unless you're getting one of the young guys like a bridges uh washington i don't want anybody else off that team
3: it's just to me Like, yeah, I don't see any positive to it. Me either. But, you know, Charlotte, I I just, it's frustrating to me that this is the one move out of all the moves that, that have happened over the last week that basically threw away the season. (laughs) Threw away the next multiple seasons more than likely.
2: For who you're saying? For Charlotte. Oh
3: yeah. Okay. And I, I don't understand. Every other move, I see some kind of direction to it. Yeah. Well, maybe not the Knicks, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But I just, in this Hayward move, it's it's just complete nonsense to me.
2: I agree. I have no uh, objections there.
3: By There's far the most add, shocking even. NBA. And I've been checking ESPN a lot more because it's been free agency. Yeah. So, like, I get on ESPN maybe, like, four or five times a day, and that was by far the most shocking piece of news I saw in the last, like, week and a half, two weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. It was,
3: like, the front... It was, like, the breaking story. I was like, dude, this guy's an average NBA player at this point.
4: Yeah.
2: He was the fifth best player on the Celtics
3: dude I mean how do you watch that last game and him just blowing like easy layups yeah the whole playoffs he was bad oh he's gonna take us I I whatever man I would like to know ridiculous
2: I haven't seen it but I would like to have seen the Charlotte press release for his him coming there (laughs) because I just can't imagine what they
3: would say I feel so bad for him too, cause, like he, there's a good chance he'll be better than Batum was. Yeah. Like I think if he's healthy, he could contribute for them for a while. Yeah. But like he locks at best, he locks you in mediocrity. Right. You now you're gambling even more on the fact that Lamelo is a superstar, but you limited him already, even if he is.
2: The other thing is this is how you know Hayward doesn't even believe he's worth that much because he declined the 34 million to take a longer deal of 30 million a year because he knows he's not going to get it again.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> he's not going to come back next year and get something like that again, so he's like, okay, 30 million for 4 years? 4 years in a row? I mean, that's you got to take the longer deal because you know this short deal is not going to it's not gonna blossom into anything. He's not gonna get re-signed from the Celtics.
3: So it's just crazy, man. I was I was in shock.
2: Yeah, I I'm in shock too. I will say. Uh, but let's let's go to the other signings that day. Let's talk about the, well, let's talk about the Celtics after that situation they signed tristan thompson and jeff
3: teague yeah save the save the max extensions because i want to talk about all those guys in kind of one topic okay so just let's talk about like the signings
2: yeah okay
3: i mean hey tristan thompson's a good pickup for them a really good pickup Uh, he's exactly what they need i
2: agree he gives them the opportunity for no one else to have to rebound which is great because yes. I, it, they're really not good when Tatum has to run in there and rebound. Then no one gets back on D. Kemp back on D, but he's six foot, and he gets exposed on you know on the breaks. Yeah. Now you got someone who there's no guards tapping out against you. you they get multiple shots on offense.
3: Yeah. Tristan is
2: the offensive rebound king.
3: Exactly, and he's gonna thrive. He showed it with LeBron. That he thrives when you're not focused on him. Yeah. And any time he's out there for Boston, he's probably going to be the last guy you're focused on. Yeah. So I just I just think it's a perfect fit.
2: And Kimba, the pick and roll, the lob is going to be there. For sure Is coming. You know, they got a lot of good passes on Boston for the yeah. lob to be there.
3: And Their, uh, their overall play style fits with, with his kind of style. Yeah, it does. Uh, and maybe... Honestly, man, I think it could even be better because he has been slowly developing a little bit more skill in Cleveland. Yeah. So, I think he could come in there and, like, play a lot more similar to how Tice plays. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's great, man. It's a great move. Finally. Finally.
0: Yeah. I mean, my
3: God. All
2: we've been asking for for three years now. Three years? Danny, you could have got this
3: done every year we talked about it.
2: Who was the starting center when Kyrie was there?
3: It does. I can't even think of it.
2: <laughs> that's what makes it so bad. We don't even remember. And they, you know, got to the um, conference finals.
3: Yeah. They're, they're a team that's close. And now I think, and along with Jeff Teague, who can not help them,
0: mm-hmm.
3: who gives them a little bit of a different like Bledsoe type dynamic Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to Wanamaker, who's a little bit more of like a game manager.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I I compare Teague a little bit to Drew Holiday in that um, he's a poor man's version of him at this point because he's older, uh, he's smaller. But he's someone who he keeps the other person, the other guard on their toes the whole night because he plays pretty good defense. Um, And if you're not, you, like, you can't ignore him offensively either because yeah. he's really quick. He's not afraid to take, you know, big shots. Uh, and it, it, he's strong. And when Kimba's not out there, they don't lose too much with Teague, I don't think. Yes. Because you're not going to take the ball from Teague. He's not a turnover threat either. He's a steady guy.
3: He's. It's just like these moves work so well for them because it's. we've been asking for – bench guys who could kind of create but also be okay with not ever creating yep and they could both kind of fill that void to an extent
2: yep and we've been looking for bench threats yes because they they are threats and that's the thing you know Watermaker wasn't a threat sometimes uh he'd have like games where he was all of a sudden a threat but for the most part he wasn't grant williams is not a threat uh, whoever they bring in on center was never a threat. Right. So now, you know, I like it.
3: Now there's not that, like, there's not that cliff drop-off when they get to their, like, 8th, ninth, 10th player. Right. And I like that.
2: Yep. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Heat. Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless. Uh, I love it. I love it, too. I like them both a lot.
3: Um, like them both a lot. I I just think I'm enjoying this free agency because a lot of teams are showing self-awareness to kind of how they can improve but not shake it up too much. Yep. Uh, and I think Miami, I mean, Miami's always had a good balance of like taking chances on certain guys and just yeah. getting guys who are going to fit them. Yep. And with these two guys, they're proven players. We know who they are. Yep. Uh, I think Bradley's size might hurt them a little bit. Mm, Okay. But I don't know... I don't know how they're going to feature him. I'm assuming he's going to be in the starting lineup.
2: Yeah. They lost Crowder. Right. I would think so, But then
3: you get smaller, and now you probably put more pressure... On Duncan Robinson to become a better defender
2: Well Yeah maybe I guess they move down though You know Butler just goes to the 3 Yeah Um, And Well I don't know who, who would start at the 4 That's I mean, my they thing They may throw is... Harkless out there they, But they're a team that the starting 5 Is so it, it doesn't really mean much Because they will switch the look up so quickly you know,
3: yeah, they'll have they have like ten starters on the team, so
2: yeah, they may start Harkless at the four, right? And just you know, just for defense and length purposes, but I, I don't see a situation where Bradley doesn't start. But I think Bradley probably will have more time with the second unit than, um, you know, others. Yeah, so.
3: I mean, I think Miami, even if they didn't make, I think they could overcome the loss of Crowder and Derrick Jones Jr. without any like signings. I agree. Uh, because they're just, their play style is built for like, you bring in guys and they can contribute. Yeah. Uh, my thing is we, in the playoffs, they looked significantly worse without Drogic. Mm. -hmm. And I want to see next year if that, if they kind of trend away from that.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I think getting Bradley gives them the chance to stagger Robinson and Hero more because okay. sometimes when they were both out there...
3: It's it's it, messy.
2: It's messy. It was just shots going up from all over the place. Yeah. Nobody was playing defense. And I think with Bradley, you can have Bradley in with a, as a defender with only one of them at a time and then Dragic in with the other. You know, they could do something like that now because bradley you know he plays point guard sometimes probably shouldn't but he does sometimes so uh i, th- I think it'll work out but yeah, i do I, think that was a big problem when they had both shooters out there at the same time
3: yeah that that's my thing with their rotation moving forward is who they're gonna trust more and who maybe they'll take a step back from mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see but both good pickups to me overall yep okay uh, Hawks Hawks man it's interesting I when they when they were when they signed uh, Bogdanovich to the offer, yeah, I reached out to you, I reached out to another close friend of mine and I talked to somebody else that knows basketball a little bit uh-huh. and they all said, all of you guys said like I'm pretty sure the Kings are gonna match it yeah. And I I try to be, you know, I try to be a glass half full guy. I was like, man, if the Hawks get this guy, their roster is kind of filled out. It is. And now I think they're a playoff team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just think they're, the way they played even before all these roster moves, their play style is already better than a number of the bad teams. Yeah. Uh, so I think they they make a number of jumps forward just off the fact that their rosters like s- such a drastic improvement.
2: Yep. Let, well, let's talk about the guys. We got Chris Dunn, Rondo, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, and is that it? As far as vets go, Didn't they
3: get a center.
2: They got the oh, they did get a center. They Who
3: drafted they a center, I believe.
2: Yeah, from USC. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, the the pro- project kind of guy.
2: Yeah, oh, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say his name. I don't want to butcher it, but they got Solomon Hill, which, you know, you never know what he'll bring to the table. Uh <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, I think that's it.
3: Yeah, and like kind of looking at it off off the top of my head, it doesn't seem like it makes them that much better, but it all fits well around Trey Young. Exactly. And Trey Young made this team competent with nothing. Yeah. Maybe not nothing, maybe like t- 10% of a of a quality roster.
2: No, they had nothing. <laughs> I mean, no I mean, disrespect.
3: They... No disrespect to Kevin Huerter. He's he's like a decent player. He's good, yeah. But he shouldn't be starting and guarding like a Devin Booker or a Jimmy Butler exactly or you know any of the top like a paul george or kawhi Lin, like no shot
2: no he should not he's a he's a really solid bench guy if he had a chance to come off a bench on a good team he probably you know they'd be talking about him all rookie team and stuff yes when he was a rookie but
3: and to me every move you listed like improves their depth absolutely i mean i think chris dunn obviously gives him a backup Even if he's bad, he's playing hard out there.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to find many guys to out-athletic him. Right. And that's the one thing that Trey lacks. And you got it. So when they play the teams, you know, with uh, the John Morants, okay, get Chris Dunn out there. He doesn't have to... Match Ja Morant, but he just has to not let Trey guard Ja Morant.
3: Make make Ja work harder. Exactly. And my thing, like that wing, Gallinari gives you a guy who, if you're not paying attention to him, he has 20 points.
2: (laughs) 30 even. Right. Bogdanovich
3: is a guy who I think is more of a playmaker than people think. Yeah, he is. So now Trey Young doesn't have to create... Every possession. No. Trae Young
2: averaged not. He was second in the league in assists with that team last year. Exactly. With nothing. Again, no offense. Jabari Parker. John Collins missed 30 games. Capella missed the whole half of the season. That's why I'm saying nothing. So I'm not saying like he doesn't have those guys. But they missed most of the games last season. So And he still was second in the league in assists. And who was first? LeBron James. With his team. Stacked. Exactly. So, uh, you know, and Trey was, I think, third in scoring. Or it might have been second in scoring or something like that. 29? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. I really am. Uh, I think Bogdanovich, anything they can contribute scoring-wise it will instantly help the team. Yes, I think. I think they're a team now that can outscore other teams. Just their shooters everywhere now.
3: Yes, um, scoring and now, threats everywhere.
2: Yes, and Rondo in there with great, uh, you know, great touch and score big men. You know, Capella, just give it to him and he, he gets. If he's in a place to score, he'll score. He won't do anything else. He's one of those guys who you can count on him not doing more than you ask him to do. The lob, he's yeah. gonna catch the lob. If he's open, he's he's going right for the bucket. He doesn't do anything fancy. Um, Collins is someone who doesn't have like a lot of limits to his offensive game as far as you know forward. Uh, I'm really curious to see how he gets better, and with guys who can get it to him now. Um, I think they have the two best passers in the league on the same team.
3: Honestly, yeah, I honestly think they're going to play Rondo with Trey Young. You think that he's going to start at the two? I don't. I don't know if he'll he'll start, but I think they're going to get into to the point where kind of the Lakers were closing games with Rondo. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he's playing well, right? Uh, I think the Hawks are going to do something similar.
2: I I can see that.
3: And if, if they get Trey Young with a little bit more of like that Steph Curry play style, mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. god. I mean,
2: he he put up MVP caliber numbers for someone his size this year. So imagine him being able to really just play and not have to worry about trying to win the game alone. Oh yeah. Um it, tell me who you think Will be the starters? Do you think Bogdanovich is going to start or he's going to be six man? That's the one thing I've heard a lot of. uh I've had a lot of debates with my friend. is a huge Hawks fan. He texts me every day excited now. But I, I'm i curious to know what you think about that.
3: I would I would start him,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I would kind of obviously you have Rondo to fall back on, but then you also have a lot of guys. I'm assuming they've kept a number of of the guys that have been playing a lot of minutes for them.
2: I think Brimbury is the only one they lost.
3: They'll live. They'll they'll be fine without that. Yeah. But I think, like, a uh, Huerta, if they keep him, could be a lot more of a threat off the bench. Mm-hmm. Right, where you kind of limit. He doesn't have to guard stars. He doesn't have to, like, be the second guard. To take pressure off Trey Young every possession, right? So I think you could just move a lot of the guys that have been playing a lot to the bench, Mm -hmm. and not lose the 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 chemistry I guess you've built.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. What do you think? You think they should start him or bring him bring him as a six man?
2: Uh, I am open to them bringing him as a six man. Even though I know he didn't like that role on Sacramento, I kind of like him as a six man on this team because I think that that first sub for them is probably their most vulnerable time, was their most vulnerable time last year. After that first sub, it seemed like that's where they would have the quickest dip in their play. And with him there, and I mean, subbing him or Trey out for someone else. I feel like you almost have to go to a uh, like a hero ball for the starters. Not, you don't have to, but I don't think I would like how they would play if they both started and one of them came out and then like that one just started scoring more, like kind of how Wall and Beal were at one point. Yeah. Where Wall would come out and then Beal would be playing everything. <laughs> and then Wall would come back in and be doing ev- everything. Yeah. Um so I think maybe if they but I don't know who would start at the two, that's the problem. Maybe Dunn. Uh just for the athleticism because Trey could still the shot distribution wouldn't have to change so much from last year, where Trey would still get a lot of shots, and then Trey comes out, move done or bring in Rondo and bring in Bogdanovich and have you know, a completely different kind of five out there, you know?
3: Yeah. We're we're going to get a chance to see, uh, if their coach is good or not.
2: Yeah. See what his contributions to the 76 really was. Uh, I remember when they first left, they were saying he was the real brainchild. <laughs> you know, he, he's the one who really was running the show when they were successful, but you know, Nothing has changed from them since he left. Yeah. So, and he hasn't done anything here, but he hasn't had a lot to work with. So, this will be you're right, this will be the first time we see him with a solid roster to see what he can really do. It's exciting. The yep. East is getting exciting. Uh, let's so talk knows?
3: about the Bucks. Yes. I thought they were kind of set uh last time we talked <laughs> yeah but but they said nah watch this wait who
2: who did they get last time we talked they just just the trades right With uh, it holiday? was true
3: holiday and then they got um no they got somebody
2: there was someone else they got before before we um like Nobody before now fit
3: them well i can't remember i can't either i'm drawing a total blank
2: it's cool i mean we 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 got this now the next signings
3: i mean i think brent brent forbes huge great pickup
2: bobby portis dj augustine um who was the other one they got yes bobby
3: portis and dj augustine were the two
2: yes tory craig brent forbes and now nick stauskas
3: I mean I just think it's all It's all guard to wing depth That you need
2: And that's all they were missing before Yes I hated DiVincenzo out there man I really did And Pat Connaughton together It was was gross
3: Disgusting yes
2: They're both guys And I I don't mind them as players But they're both guys who Try to force something to happen And it just Made a complete mess When they were both trying to force something, Connaughton would go try to dunk on somebody when he can, like, all of a sudden barely dunk now. DiVincenzo would try to, like, get a one on one bucket on, like, an NBA All Star. It was just, (laughs) it'd be, like, the weirdest thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's just weird. Every time they got on the court together, uh, Boutenholzer would have to call a timeout because the game would start getting out of hand.
3: But this is this is where I think their signings they're set now. Oh, they're uh, super I, set. I don't care if they get a big man. I don't care what their lineups look like. Yeah. To me, now we get a real chance to see if it's their play style or if it's it's been the pieces around Giannis.
2: Yeah, and they they got Diakite was which was the he's the big man with the blonde hair from UVA, right?
3: Uh, I'm not sure.
2: The one that was. They played in the uh, the championship game, I think. But man, that, I think the Bobby Portis. Well, which signing is your favorite? Mine is the Bobby Portis. Signing. Mine's
3: Brent Forbes.
2: Okay, knockdown shooter.
3: Yeah, exactly what they need. He's also like a a limited dribble playmaker. Yeah, which which Middleton is like just can't be. <laughs> right. It's like he's allergic to it, but yeah. Uh, but I just think Bren Forbes coming from the, like, and, and Budenholzer brings some of that like Popovich play style to the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, but I think Forbes just fits even when they're stagnant, he fits them well.
2: Forbes, he reminds me a little bit of like a less athletic Norman Powell because he loves those really really big shots. Yeah. Those you know those momentum threes. He's a momentum guy. If the team has nice momentum, Forbes is going to play well. He's going to excel every time. Yeah. He's not going to do any crazy dunks, but he may get a wild and one layup out of nowhere. You know, he plays hard. He, he's always given his 100%. Um, I like Bobby Porter's because finally some, like, other toughness at the four for them. Who Someone who will, you know, fight for a rebound outside of Giannis, then no one who fought for rebounds nah, on the team. You're right. Not one person. And, you know, Portis can hit the three, he can hit the mid range. I mean his mid range is really good, but he can knock down threes. He'll dunk on you. I mean he's just a he's just a really solid power forward that lets Greek Freak not have to, you know, be the only person in the put in the paint this year. Finally. Cause I, I hated that too, and there was yeah. four out, including Lopez, and just Giannis in the paint. Now you could have Bobby Portis at the, at least the elbow with Giannis in the paint.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just I, I'm still nervous that their play style, like, like if they're still getting the same bad kind of isolation shots, Torrey Craig is going to be a disaster. You know what I mean, like, and I even think yeah. Bobby Portis. If they're if Giannis is still trying to like spread everybody out and create, yeah, or, or Middleton is trying to like pick and roll and create, yeah, I think Bobby Portis could be a disaster.
2: Well, I'll say this: I think the best part of their moves, they have created an environment where Giannis does not have to play, and they can still be good.
3: Yes.
2: Like, I could see a lineup with Drew Holiday, Forbes, um, Middleton, Portis, and anybody else, and it'd be a solid team on the court. You know, um, they it, it wouldn't have to say, oh, if Giannis isn't in, we're trash. I mean, with kind of
3: like a that's still a playoff starting lineup to me.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It, with... Last year, without Giannis in the game, they were trash. Almost, you know, 80% of the time, they were really bad. But now, or even um, Torrey Craig, even having just Holiday, Forbes, Torrey Craig, Portis, and Lopez is a yes. solid team. It beats everyone's second team, anybody else's second team. Augustine yeah. in there with them, with yeah. Middleton. And, you know, they just have so many... Ways they could make a rotation without Giannis even playing in the game. For them to be competitive. And that's where they really lacked
3: last year. So I guess more of the concern is how Giannis will fit with this fire roster. Yeah. Uh, And there's, bro, if he's like... If them not getting Bogdanovich upsets him, or whatever, like I read, uh, is supposedly the case. Like, he really wanted Bogdanovich. Yeah. He's whack. Yeah. He's whack because just them getting Drew Holiday should be enough. It should be. So uh, I think they got no excuse. Yeah,
2: getting Drew Holiday, Augustine, and Portis, they shouldn't need anybody else, really. They really shouldn't.
3: Honestly, I I don't even think I'm going to be hesitant to criticize Mike Budenholzer at this point.
2: Oh, if the team isn't good this year, yeah,
3: I agree. Because uh, at this point, there's nothing really he could change, right? So uh, we'll we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I like all these moves though.
2: Um, real quick, before we talk about more signings, this heist that LeBron and AD are planning has kept me up at night. Oh no! It's making me sick.
3: You haven't read about it? Are you talking about the not the Giannis? Yes, dude. Stop. No shot. Do you you know AD hasn't signed?
2: Yeah, I know. He said because he's waiting for Giannis. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and they re-signed the brother.
5: Come <sighs> on, man. Dude dude
3: this is one of those situations I'm, I'm
2: seriously i'm i'm promise you i'll end the podcast and stop watching basketball if he goes to the lakers oh for if sure they're the, the same roster
3: for sure
2: if they have no subtractions and they just add Giannis to what they have right this That's, second
3: that is literally that is insane
2: Giannis and ad in the paint unfair LeBron should get tampering just for that rumor coming out, honestly. He should get a fine. LeBron, it's not even him that's signing. LeBron should get the fine. Not even AD.
3: Bro, I'm so You know it's
2: LeBron's idea.
3: Their offseason is, like, flawless, by the way. The Lakers? Yeah. (laughs) They literally, they re-signed just enough guys to keep their same depth. And they got way better. Yeah. I mean, dude, like you mentioned with the bucks having a good lineup out there without Giannis. yeah i mean the lebron is actually going to be able to rest for extended games yeah and this team is going to be <laughs> perfectly fine
2: yep i mean they were pretty close to that last year <laughs> but it's even worse this year yeah you're right but they weren't oh that God. far off last year to me. Dude,
3: I just imagine Schroeder and, and Harold playing together, kind of like Lou Will and Harrell did. Yeah. And then you got LeBron and moving Schroeder's around. Schroeder's a better passer. Right. You got LeBron moving around, AD. You got Caruso cutting all over the place. KCP can do, can cut, can hit shots. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be unstoppable.
2: You got Marc Gasol at the top of the key.
3: Marcus Gasol's out there to, to bang people, hit some shots.
2: Wes Matthews in the corner.
3: Wes Matthews is, at this point, a better Danny Green. Yeah. More physical. And Danny Green showed me that his IQ is no longer an advantage that he has. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: So Wesley Matthews is a perfect fit. More athletic. I'll take it.
2: Snuck Alfonso McKinney onto the roster. That's crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I expected them to let Markeith go. I didn't think they'd bring him back. Yeah, but again, he's similar to like KCP. He brings back that depth that you had
2: when Harold signed with them. I thought he was going to go to the Clippers and play with the Twin.
3: Yeah, R- remember for a while they
2: wouldn't play apart.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That I think, would have been kind of clutch. I think this. later
3: in their careers, they're going to get back together for sure.
2: Yeah. I think maybe just them being in L.A. is fine. Both of them being in the...
3: That's, that's true, yeah.
2: Pr- probably live together or whatever. Um, yeah, man. The Lakers are just... They're wild. Oh, the Bucks got R.J. Hampton too. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> if he blossoms at all... Him and Giannis on the break?
3: Oh my god, speed, pure speed.
2: <sighs> That's what,
3: I, That was the Wait, other one
2: I was trying to remember. Aren't you
3: going to get traded to the Nuggets, or am I tripping?
2: He got traded from the Nuggets.
3: Oh, okay.
2: The Nuggets drafted him, and then they, he... I don't know how he got there, but I was looking at their roster, and he's on there.
3: Oh okay.
2: god. So I was like, wow, okay. This might get crazy. Let's
3: let's talk about some sleepers, man. I didn't even notice that the Raptors kind of finessed. Uh, because I was kinda of concerned, you know, losing Gasol and Ibaka could hurt you. Yeah. But getting Aaron Baines was super clutch. Yeah. I it think is. that's a great pickup for them. It fits it kind of fits what they lost and gives them a little bit of a new advantage that they didn't have.
2: He's very similar to, I mean, he's not as good as Marc Gasol, obviously, but he's very similar to him defensively.
3: I think he's actually very similar to Ibaka at this point, because he was, he surprisingly kind of late in Detroit, and Phoenix became a, like, a pretty good shooter. Yeah, he did. Especially, yeah. like, corner threes, which usually, bigs, for, those are, like, the toughest threes for them. Yeah. Uh, but he he started nailing them. I think even in Boston at one point. Mhm. So uh,
2: I, I like the Benbury signing for them. I think he fits right into how he, they play. The, he does. Yeah, uh, he's just gonna have like random... a big
3: a big night. You know, one one time probably.
2: Yeah, but he'll come in and contribute eight points every here. You know, every yeah. other game or so like that. He, they just have that kind of play where it's just everyone, as long as. Most of the guys they have on the team are just balanced players. They're not great at anything. They're just good basketball players and he, he fits right into that. Very um nothing special about him, but he's athletic. He's gonna come in and play hard and you know, Nick Nurse has found a way to just utilize yeah. everybody. Yeah man in that same way.
3: And I think another team that uh, you you were expecting them to close the deal last time they talked, last time we talked, and they definitely did. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Wow, man! Resigned Sarge, checkmate. Uh, and yeah. then on top of that, you get Langston Galloway.
2: Yeah, and I mean we didn't even talk about them getting Crowder yet.
3: Well, I think he's like an obvious fit.
2: Yeah. No, I'm saying we didn't talk about it on the podcast yet. Okay. I mean that.
3: great fit again they're another team who who made roster moves to fit their current play style
2: and sleepers Etouan moore and damian jones both sleepers they're both solid rotation guys for them
3: yeah Etouan moore definitely is
2: yeah i i think uh damian jones is a nice live legs guy he's not anyone that's gonna he's not gonna finish the game for you but you block shots. He catches alley oops. I mean, as long as he's out there getting rebounds, they don't they don't need anything else. Especially with the second squad, I I I think their team looks really 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 good, man, top to bottom. I don't know who they even start. They, they like, just
3: need to focus up. I don't want to, dude. If they come into the year and somebody gets suspended for some random shit,
4: <laughs> yeah, it,
3: like that seems to offset them every year cuz they yeah. they're one of those bad teams who come out and play really well the first like 10 15 games. Yeah. And then teams figure them out or they lose somebody and all of a sudden they lose, you know, 10 15 in a row. Yep. So I, they just need to be locked in on building off that bubble of momentum.
2: I think they got a solid leader now.
6: Yeah.
2: Uh man, yeah, they're deep. They're deep at they're too deep at every position.
3: Yeah, were there any other were there any other teams that we liked that we like didn't really get to last time? Like we talked about Philly. I don't think they made any huge moves since then.
2: No. Um
3: They got Tony Bradley, I think.
0: Yeah. I, think I mean, so. that's
3: you got Dwight, so Maybe if Dwight misses some time, Bradley's a good kind of plug-in for that.
2: Uh, Did we talk about the Warriors getting Oubre and Kent Bazemore?
3: No, no, we did not. Uh, I like it.
2: I like it, too. I like it, too. They got a lot of guys who make stuff happen. Yes. And Bazemore is someone that (laughs) he needs confidence because I've seen him play without confidence, and he's... Terrible, but if you give him the confidence and you give him the the green light, so to speak, maybe it's not too bright of a green light. But if you give him a green light, he's someone who can, you know, surprise you. uh And I, we talk. I think we both talk about how much we love Ubre on here enough. Uh, he's just, yeah. I think he helps every team in the league.
3: You know, I was thinking about kind of the season and how. With all the stuff with how the NFL is struggling and college football,
0: mm-hmm.
3: there's gonna be a weird NBA season. Yeah. And I'm I'm kinda concerned for the Warriors because they seem to me like they feed off the crowd more than pretty much every other team. Yeah. And they're they're probably not gonna get that. Right. So I'm curious how like they're their kind of high-energy play style, can that keep up without the the massive crowds? Probably not. It's just to me, like, <laughs> when Steph hits a three in in Oracle, it, it's yeah. more meaningful than, like, a lot of other guys hitting threes, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's not going to be the case this year. So it's, it's just going to be a weird thing for me, I think.
2: It's going to be weird. It is. Um, I think they're gonna have they're definitely gonna have a hard time. There's a lot of teams play off the crowd a lot. You know, the Pacers I think are one. The Thunder is another one. Those small uh small arenas, those where those crowds are deafening. Yeah. But, you know, we talk the Warriors have had the best crowd for the last eight years, maybe. And um it it's gonna be weird, man. It is. Those dunks that Wiggins and Ubre are 100% gonna get, just aren't gonna resonate. I think Ubre is a crowd guy, definitely. I think when the crowd's going oh, against yeah. Ubre, he might even be oh, better.
3: Oh yeah. um, But but Ubre and and Draymond Green are are gonna be fire together. I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think um, Draymond, you know, they kind of run like a. Uh, it's not really a flex but it looks like a flex. I know what you
3: mean. Yeah, yeah.
2: Where that wing cuts after Draymond catches it at the yeah, top of the key. Yeah. That might get ugly. It might be lob city off that wing yeah. for both guys, Wiggins and Oubre. Um, I think if they, if they can
3: be a good defensive team, they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah.
2: I hope so. Because
3: you got to, and, and I want to remember all the the positive teams that we've talked about throughout the offseason. Yeah. Because I'm still scarred by how wrong I was about Utah's offseason last year. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be one team that we were excited about that's going to just probably unravel or stay <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and... I'm. I can't wait to come back and predict what that team is going to be.
2: You don't want to predict now.
3: No, I want to see. I, I want to see like a little bit closer to the season. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Before the start, so we still have some time. Yeah. Uh, but I got to see how like the the free agency ends completely.
2: Well, there's teams that we can get close to ruling out, like the Thunder are done. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's one spot. Uh Rockets might end up being done because I don't know what they'll have, but we know they're not going to have at least one of them.
3: They're not going to have chemistry, I can tell you that.
2: Right, so they might have a chance of being done. Um, I think
3: I like that they're taking a chance on Cousins. By the way,
2: I do too. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get there yet, but I think
3: that they're a perfect team for that because it gives them a, a kind of a, a low risk high reward kind of thing but mm-hmm. uh, and I think if he's healthy man you know do I think Harden and Russ could figure it out no <laughs> but you if they're forced to play which Houston is kind of leaning towards doing yeah uh if Cousins is healthy that's kind of going to be crazy to be honest
2: if the trade if the trade happens, Rock Rockets are gonna be in the playoffs.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Rock Rockets are gonna be better than they were this <laughs> this past year.
2: The trade that could happen that's been proposed, Rockets are holding out because they want either Kyrie or Durant, and that would be hardened to the nets for Levert, Prince, Denwitty and Allen Jarrett Allen and (laughs) adding Russ PJ Tucker House and Cousins to that they're they might be elite (laughs) I mean they're super solid I mean if Cousins is healthy with that team
3: (sighs) Houston is in an interesting spot where I think they're doing the very right thing of playing it patient yeah uh they i mean you, you can't jump into like i understand the star player wants to leave but you can't just rush a decision to get him out of here i agree and houston is kind of showing i think they, they're showing a blueprint for how every organization should uh act even when they're in the like the driver's seat
2: yeah i agree yeah i'm what I have been reading lately is that it could possibly be a three way trade with the Wizards, actually. Where uh Wall would be in there, Harden would be in I'm there. I'm cutting
3: right? off my mic, bro. You're finishing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna talk about the Wizards, so <laughs> No, they would get they would get some Nets players. I know, but all these I'm sick of the Wizards like their rumors have all been trash. Yeah, they have. Yeah. All the rumors that I've heard make them worse.
2: <laughs> they can't get much worse, man, honestly. No,
3: they can't. <laughs> but like, are you kidding me? I don't know, man. Yeah. That wall thing. That wall thing, even if it's not true, really kind of threw me off as a fan.
2: Him demanding to be traded?
3: Yeah, and then telling him no. he didn't. Yeah, cap. Yeah. But okay.
2: Uh, speaking of, uh, the Nets though, they re-signed Tyler Johnson. Good move. And they got, they got someone else that I thought was a decent move. I don't remember who it was though.
3: Dude, there was there was yeah. a lot of guys who got like credit oh, for Green. having great bubble performances. Yeah, Tyler Johnson needs to be in that list. Absolutely, he, dude. He was a bucket. Absolutely, and it was like it was it was like Marco Bellinelli shots. It was all like tough, all sprinting at full speed. Dude, how yeah. some of those bench guys could come in stiff and like go full speed into a curl and make a contested <laughs> three blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. Some it's of those crazy. guys, like it looks like it's more difficult of a shot than they ever practice, right? And Tyler yeah. Johnson hits those,
2: and he he hits them like Cons- even as a lefty going both ways. Yes, like he'll come around either curl yes. and be ready to j you off. So of it. <laughs> crazy,
3: yeah. Dude, he's he's impressed me. He impresses me almost every time I watch him.
2: Yeah, me too. He's like, he's- I, I just can't believe he wasn't. On a team early last yeah,
3: year. Yeah, crazy. He's just a guy who's had, like, injury problems a little bit. Yeah. He had a lot of, like, the small nagging stuff.
2: Yep.
3: But he's, man, he's a good player.
2: Yeah. And it was Jeff Green is the other one they got, the Nets got.
3: Nah, I don't care. <sighs>
2: yeah. I'm never making
3: playing. that mistake on Jeff Green again.
2: Putting confidence into him?
3: Yeah, because he, he told Utah to go fuck themselves... But he said, "Houston, I'll take care of you." Right. Like, and then he's I, trash. I don't understand. Yeah. So, uh,
2: the, the Nets, although the Nets aren't making crazy moves, I think they're. I mean, their team is just so complete at this so point. So
3: complete, so many options for them. <laughs> Do I think it's similar to what I said with Houston? Do I think their two star players are going to work out? No, I do not.
2: Right. I just. You think care. the Jazz are going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, I trust. I I trust in Donovan.
2: They did absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they got favors back. That's it. Good move.
3: It gives him a little <laughs> bit of athleticism, a couple hard fouls. He was just there. I know, but they need... They just need to get better. They're they're a team like... I I figured they wouldn't do anything drastic. Yeah. But they kept guys who gave them a bigger ceiling. Mm -hmm. They they re-signed the two... I I mean, I don't want to put Jordan Clarkson as a cornerstone, but according to their play style, he's a cornerstone of the team. Yeah. And to me, when you have a guy who could... Twenty to forty times a year could carry your bench. Yeah, that's huge.
2: I think he might have deserved
3: a little more money. Four years, fifty-two. With with Uh. how some of these other guys got paid, I completely agree with you.
2: Yeah, because when I saw four years,
3: fifty-two, dude, that's it. He did. Bertans just got you know the bag for five years. Yeah, for basically the first two months of the year. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson did that in the playoffs. Right. So, I think he's been a bucket, man.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens. I think they're going to have a hard time. I mean, I trust in Donovan. I, I think Donovan is probably... You know, he's still top five scorers in the league to me. But... I just... That team, they just don't do... I think I just think other teams are going to catch on to them and just be able to shut everyone else down at one point other than Clarkson and Donovan.
3: I think that's I think they're just going to go through the same thing. They're going to kind of exceed regular season expectations and and flatten out in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I think what it's crazy that what Murray did for the Nuggets to take them to the conference finals. Yeah. I think Mitchell would have to do more to take Utah to the conference finals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean the shots is just it's crazy. Yeah,
2: I mean it, basically the head on head you saw right. that Mitchell needed way more help than Murray did. Right. And they just have no other like consistent threat. I mean it, Clarkson is the closest thing but he's not even a starter. He even not start on any team. So, it's like, it, it's... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not confident in them making the playoffs, so I'll just say that.
3: That's fair. I I think they're in a first-round exit.
2: Especially with Phoenix sneaking up. Uh, I think the Blazers got better. Mavericks got better. Well, no. I take that back, because they won't have KCP. I mean, KP. Right? Right? In Porzingis
3: for, uh, for the first part of the year, yeah.
2: Just MCL. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they might have been back.
3: But you got to think, like Memphis could take a step back because Jaren Jackson's not going to be back for a while.
2: Yeah, they'll take a step back.
3: Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see, man. And there's like a one team. There's going to be a random team in Eastern in the both conferences that gets like hit really hard by COVID. I think.
2: You think so? I mean, what they, they made it the whole bubble without
3: it, but that's they're not doing that for the year. Yeah, but I mean, look at what's happening in the NFL. They're they're overcoming it and they're kind of like working around it. Yeah, but the, that shit, like when when you gotta go all of a sudden two weeks without your second best player. Right, that could cost you a season. Yeah. Yeah. That could happen. To, that could happen to any team, honestly.
2: It could, but one thing that helps is that it's far less guys in basketball. At least there's only 13 you have to worry about. Yeah, for sure. NFL, you have like 70, for 60. For sure, yeah. Uh, it could be a fourth, a third string guy who first gets it, and then the whole team might have it. But yeah. maybe the 13 you'll be able to isolate it better. But, but you're right, it still could happen. It easily could happen. Um, I don't think I have anything else.
3: We got a. I had an interesting idea with all the young guys getting signed to big extensions. Uh huh. Uh, I want you to rank them. The extensions? Yeah, off the top of your head. No, you don't have to go too deep into like why you ranked people where. But Who? we got uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jason yeah. Tatum, Bam Adebayo. Am I missing somebody? Uh, Just those three, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's the those are the three who got the big extension. I mean, Van Fleet. I don't oh, put Ingram. Van Fleet. Oh, Ingram.
3: Ingram. Yeah. Those four.
2: Uh, rank them as far as
3: which to one, their teams. Which one are you... Like, which one would you have been most excited to give that contract to, to least excited?
2: Uh, most excited, I'm going with... Donovan, then Ingram, then Bam, then Tatum.
3: You're putting Ingram above Bam? Yeah, I'm putting Ingram above Bam, yeah. Okay, I'm pretty similar. I'm, I I take Donovan's my first one, but Bam is definitely second.
2: Only reason I put Ingram above Bam is because Ingram Ingram was like all they had last year. And, and that's it. I mean I couldn't imagine as a, as a team last year having Ingram how he was to this year not having him at all. I think with Miami the rest of the team is so good that if they didn't have Bam this year they wouldn't go to the finals but they might be they might try to figure something out and they wouldn't be they still wouldn't be bad. Pelicans are absolute garbage without Ingram even right now. And for me, as a franchise, That's I'd say, okay, where could Ingram take us? I mean, Ingram is just now finally showing us the Durant comparisons, and I, right after one year of doing it and then losing him, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. That's why I would say I'd right. go for him early. Not that I'm, I'm not lessening, I'm not trying to uh, diminish Bam's impact to the team. I mean, his impact is huge. We talked about it all playoffs. But as I'm more afraid to lose Ingram than I am. Uh, I see what you me
3: mean. Bam. You're you're kinda looking at it more from like a like a franchise's perspective. Yeah. And I'm just kinda looking at it like a play like a playstyle ceiling. Okay. And, and to uh-huh. me, Bam Bam basically solidifies Miami's like everybody eats kind of play style. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So now for years you have free agency flexibility, you have draft flexibility, you have overall like you can make all these roster adjustments and really not lose what you have. Okay. And I think it just opens up their ceiling so much more than what it already is.
2: But they I I agree with that, but um for me, I'm still worried if I don't get the guys or don't keep the guys that I need around, bam. I don't care if I get anyone else with Ingram. As long as I have Ingram, he's still going to give me what he gives me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be Ingram and the team they had last year. Or, you know, without Drew. I mean, he was there after they lost Davis to bring like a... He was almost like a savior for them. So, I would say, all right, well, I don't care who comes or goes. I still got my... My golden nugget, you know, my yeah, golden I, goose with him. I so. am
3: happy that they committed to him moving forward.
2: Yeah, me too. I, and we're not saying all these guys were must commits. Oh yeah, yeah. I, just, I want to make that clear. I'm not saying just because I ranked them doesn't mean that I don't think they're important. Tatum is equally as important. I just, yes. I'm just not saying. Uh, I'm going with Donovan first. Donovan has shown his ceiling is leading the league in scoring, being the best scorer in the yeah. in the league. That's that's yeah. where he could take you.
0: I'm uh, so
3: happy that Boston is locked in to Brown and Tatum for a while, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I'm a lot more convinced that they can figure it out than I am with Brooklyn or Houston. I can tell you that.
2: I agree. It well, you know, we know we don't know of any real behavioral issues. There, Which is nice There might be but It's not anything major Which is always good to hear with young guys it's Something uh, A lot of teams have always worried about With having two young stars
3: Yeah Okay uh, You got anything else Any football we really need to talk about Oh uh, are we going to talk about Toronto Getting to what are they Tampa Bay
2: Oh yeah uh, Toronto will be playing Tampa Bay this season, at least the beginning of the season, um, for the COVID situation. Um, I think it's cool. I don't, I don't know how much it matters if there's still going to be limit of fans. Uh, but Florida has no shortage of basketball fandom, uh, so I, I think it's going to be pretty cool, pretty interesting. I think it's going to be different for them, for sure. They're used to being in maybe negative weather at around this time when basketball season starts. Yeah. They're going to be in really nice weather.
3: Uh, I, I think it's going to be fine because there's not going to be crowds. Right. So because it's going to be like regular, like AAU type of games, the, the arena shouldn't be like such a difference maker.
2: Right. And the other thing is, even if there is – uh, the only thing I've seen people say is like, well, it'll be like a home game for the other two teams where the Raptors, you know, they're, it's still going to be, it's going to be like playing an away game all the time when you're playing like the magic or the heat. Cause it's like, they just, it's just a quick drive for them. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, Oh. surprising they picked Tampa Bay, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, a good good pick. I think it's a good pick.
2: It is a good pick,
3: yeah. Uh, college basketball started. Yeah, did you see any of the games? I, I saw a little bit of uh, Gonzaga clutching it up against Kansas.
2: I saw Gonzaga in Kansas. I saw the second game, uh, Auburn and St. Mary's as well.
3: You know, uh, Jalen Suggs, just seeing him for a... Uh, it was only like five minutes that I watched, but reminds me a lot of like a bigger Josh Hart.
2: He does. He's a lot bigger. I mean, he seems a lot bigger, but yeah, he is a lot like Hart. Very kind of stiff athleticism, I guess. I don't know. They just seem really strong.
3: Yeah, you know exactly what I mean. Stiff was the perfect word for it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but they're, I mean, he's a beast, man. He's, he's tough. They look good. Yeah, it's the first really time good.
3: first time I've seen a Gonzaga opener and actually like got genuinely excited about them.
2: Yeah. This is the I haven't seen Gonzaga play how they play. I mean, they they don't look like a Gonzaga team this year.
3: Yeah, they're not doing that like limited slow offense uh, of feeding our giant recruit and playing through that. Yeah, or or feeding our like pro- NBA prospect and just forcing that. I I like what I saw.
2: Yeah, yeah, one of the more diverse Gonzaga teams I've seen too.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, I, they look good. Um, Kansas looks really young. Uh, they look kind of immature, but yeah. Um, what's the kid's name? Garrett, I think. Uh. Forgot his name, but the guard that they have returning, uh, he's kind of having to step up, which I like. But I think this is going to be a rough year for them, <clears throat> just because they look—they just look so young. That's all. Yeah. Auburn is really young; they have no returning starters. Uh, this is—they said this is Bruce Pearl's youngest team in history, in his career. Uh, but uh, they got the postseason ban anyway, so it's not much they're
3: one of the teams
2: yeah not much to look forward to there
3: you think over or under 10 teams get some kind of punishment for this uh investigation
2: i'll say 10 i'll just say right at 10
0: okay
3: (laughs) i'm gonna say over i think it's gonna be like 20 schools really i think it's gonna dude i think it's gonna be like a shocker
2: maybe maybe
3: I will say, I'm excited that the college basketball is probably, they're probably going to do some kind of bubble situation for the NCAA tournament.
2: Oh, that's, yeah, I saw that, yeah. It's all going to be one place, too, right? Yeah. Which, I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. Unless they did it in, like, a one city, but one arena is going to be weird, I think.
3: I think they're going to, I don't know if they're, it's gonna be as big as the NBA bubble was,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, but I do think they're gonna do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they'll they'll kind of play that out, but we'll we'll see.
2: Because I could see like doing it in Atlanta, where there's like four colleges, the Hawks Arena, like you have a bunch of options where the games can keep going, but then they're thinking about cutting it in half. So it, it's just. They're going to have to work out the logistics big time. Yeah. Yep. I haven't read that much about it. I haven't seen them. I haven't heard about them planning it too much yet. But
3: I'm happy they're playing, man. Yeah, me too. Hopefully their season doesn't get derailed too significantly. But from what I've seen, uh, college sports are trying to. T- football does not qualify, but other college sports that I've seen are trying to kind of have, like, that bubble kind of mentality. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Like, like you said, for football, there's just too many people. Right. Did you see
2: that the G League are, is offering, uh, deals now? To high schoolers?
3: Deals? Like, like con- contracts? contracts? yeah. Oh, that might be a game changer.
2: The number, number two guy, ESPN, got offered... F- Five hundred and fifteen thousand. For the year? Yeah, for him to skip college next year and, and play in the G League.
3: Dude, I'm telling you now, if I was if I was coming out of college as like a at best second round pick
0: mm-hmm.
3: or going into college as like a maybe an NBA player, maybe a top tier college player, mm-hmm. I would probably take that contract.
2: Yeah, five fifteen, easy,
3: easily. Tell i I go back to school later. Yeah, and I'd rather, I'd rather get a year <laughs> of like the NBA play style off rip Yeah, yeah.
2: You get NBA coaches, NBA workouts. You, you know, you know what's crazy about now, man? These kids are like working out with like legends already. Like, um, I I think it was quickly I saw. He worked out with Mahmoud Abdul Raouf in high school.
3: Crazy. Like,
2: come on, man. It it's just that's completely different than when we were in high school. That wasn't happening like that.
3: Hell no.
2: I mean Cole Anthony has been with um
3: Me- C Brickley for years. Yeah, Mello's boy.
2: Yeah, I mean think of think about think about having an hour session working out with Mello. I mean, how much would you learn that quick?
3: Oh my god! I wouldn't even. I don't even think I'd play. I'd just like ask him shit.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's just it's just so different, man. These guys get these world class workouts, and at 15, 16 years old, it's crazy. Yeah, they have. I mean, they have no reason not to succeed at that point. If you're working out with Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf as a guard in high school, y- you need to be going to the NBA. Just plain and simple. Someone's so skilled like that. It's just, it's just crazy.
3: 100%. All
2: right. Um, I'll, I'll play a gym real quick. Uh, I found, you know, a lot of the gyms I play on here, I know they seem really obscure. And that's because they are. Because I just find them in my Discover playlists on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. Or my, uh, like, Release Radar or whatever. And um, I found this. This is already on it by Jay Stevens and Van Jeff.
4: one text got you racing and a 65 going 80 i'm done letting you chase me come through yeah come through when you gon' do what you said you do temperature rising up through the roof sitting at home trying to play it cool giving you the green light make a move if you got something you want to say i been, As soon as you arrive here Grab on me from the back, yeah From the front till I'm screaming Your name, your name What you gon' do what you say you do? Temperature rising through the roof Sitting at home ready for you You don't gotta tell me what to do If you got something you wanna say You can let me know anytime a day 24 hours
2: jay stevens and van jess with already on it all right man where we start with music
3: uh megan was probably the big one yeah okay let's start there what did you think (laughs) uh what
2: did i say about megan's last album do you remember
3: uh you talking about the short one from early in the year
2: no, the the first one. Oh, the, the first uh,
3: one, Fever, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Not for you.
2: Well, I'll I'll just say this: nothing about my feelings of Meg has changed, but I will say, I, uh, she's top tier at like finding a pocket of rapping in music for women, for the female uh, rappers. I love how she finds her pocket on these beats, but. I don't necessarily like her on the like old school sampled beats, really. Um I get the I get that's like the new thing. Um Saweetie's done it a couple times with the old beats bringing them back for like a twerk anthem version of them. Yeah. Um I don't like when Meg does it, when Megan does it, uh but I mean It's a cool album, man. I I, I don't I feel bad that I don't have that much to say about it. It's just she doesn't give me a lot of emotion in her music for me to like deep dive into. And a lot of times it doesn't have a full like a album feel to me. Just has like a bunch of songs that, you know, more or less give you the same kind of vibe. Yes. Uh I have a I mean, I have some songs on here I do like a lot. But, I mean, it's just... It's not as much variety as I would like from her. I'll say that. Because I I do think she's a good artist. Again, I do think she finds her pocket well. But, I, I don't know, man. The, even the features are very predictable to me. And what they did was predictable. And the album was predictable. And she, this is her fourth debut album now. And I haven't heard a lot of... Uh, uh, advancement in her skills. But,
3: I get That's it. That's funny. That's what I liked about the short one uh, early in the year.
2: With Savage on it? Uh, the first Savage? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And the Kalani song that I really liked. Yeah. She, she showed that she was kind of... Maybe not trying, but she was going for kind of different sounds. Yeah. And this one is... I mean predictable is a great word for it. I think I thought it was repetitive.
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: Uh, I mean there's, you know, there's only so many ways you could say the same shit until I'm um <laughs> I've I've heard enough. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen like I like understanding the theme of an album. I don't like when it, the theme is hammering me in the fucking head. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And this album, I love how she started it out.
2: And also the theme of the album doesn't have to be the theme of your whole career.
3: Yes. (laughs) Like
2: that is her whole theme. Yes. Hey, your sex game is vicious. You don't have to keep telling us that.
3: (laughs) Yes. It's every, like every other line is either a comparison about how, or like some kind of rhyme about how fire she is. (laughs) <laughs> or, like, how genius she is when dealing with guys. Like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was literally the same shit every song. Yeah, man. Like, you started yeah. it off, you address kind of, you know, the Tory thing. I thought it was a cool kind of, like, a diss track. It sounded good. Yeah. And then the other 16 tracks are her talking about the same shit she talks about every song.
2: Every song, every album, every feature. I was just like, everything. all
3: right. Uh, dude, I thought coming into it, I was like, okay, if I get maybe like twelve to thirteen kind of, you know, twerk type of anthems or club records. Yeah. And I get five kind of exciting tracks of her trying something, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I got one. <laughs> I don't think I got one. And what pissed me off is Like you said, I like some of the songs on here, but it's, it was so expected when the beat came in. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this beat is vicious. There's no shot. She sounds bad on this. Right. Uh, and there was just like, like you said, you saw everything coming. It, what kills me is I didn't, the features weren't predictable to me as far as how they sounded, Mm -hmm. but Megan was like even more predictable with the features. Yeah. That like the baby sounded great, and then she sounded like exactly like I thought she would sound like. Right. Uh, obviously, the City Girls track, I I literally could almost hear it playing before I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Like I was like, I that's the, hook, to the hook is gonna do that like that back and forth beat that's like really easy for girls to twerk to. Yeah. That's exactly what it did yep I, don't, I thought SZA, SZA sounded great but yes, Megan was predictable yep uh, the only song I, w- I would give I thought movie was, was a cool kind of subtle change of direction from the rest of the album yeah while not like completely getting away from the album yeah but that was really it yep yep
2: was that Don't Rock Me to Sleep that she sang on? I think so. I don't want any more of that.
3: Yeah, her. Si- I, I, I question her singing in the last project.
2: But this was terrible, yeah,
3: man. Yeah, not good. Uh,
2: I, liked, I liked Big Sean and 2 Chains.
3: She I used to be working with verses. 2 Chains a lot more, by the way.
2: I agree. Both their verses were good. I liked the Young Doug song. Great feel- beat. Was that a single?
3: I, I, feel I feel like it was. I feel
2: like I heard it before, but maybe we didn't and it just is that it's just that predictable, honestly. I,
3: I like that she put the three kind of known tracks at the end. Yeah. Uh but again it's just there's nothing this album even the song I like movie, it didn't surprise me. Right. I just thought the concept of it was cool. And they titled it wrong. I agree. Uh but you know, I'll let you hear it and and this is, this is a, I would recommend if you're a fan of the artist. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the artist, you get exactly what you like. But if you're expecting her to, like, surprise you or do something different, you're not getting that here.
2: You know how, like, some Apple and Spotify have those playlists where it's like, this is so-and-so? Yeah. Or, like, uh, so-and-so essentials? Yes. This is just how, like, this album could be Megan's. Yeah. This is just exactly how she always sounds Like this is what you get uh, Yeah man that's, that's it That's all I got for that Um, Let's go to St. John
3: Yeah that was the only other uh, Full album I listened to Okay And I'm gonna go with this one first Cause I let you go first with the last one Yep I-, I was a little bit late on the What was the album that had the long name ghetto lenny's love song. yes uh-huh. i came back to that like a month or two after i remember and loved it
0: uh-huh. first
3: time listening to him loved it i was like man he's got all this creative sound that he's like he's not he hasn't quite mastered it yet but you could see it but in i the can see the potential yeah and this album is weird to me because it didn't live up to my hype uh-huh. but it also did give me some examples of him progressing a little bit further with that kind of unique sound that he has. Yeah. So it was it was kind of like um It was an okay album, I'll say that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, it, it was just... There were songs I liked, but there was also times similar with the last album. Sometimes he chooses to rap over a sound that I'm just like, I don't know if this is the, the right call here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I know exactly gets, what you're talking about. And he's got uh, an artist he reminded me of, and this one was uh, Don Tolliver.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Where, like, you don't have to convince me you're a rapper. Yeah. you, you Don't come into every track with, like, I gotta rap on this because that's me. Like, you don't have... Some of these some of the beats and some of the production for these artists it's not even built like in a hip hop way right and that's what I got a couple times here I just thought he tried to rap on a couple of the songs where I was like yeah maybe not that one Mm mhm but overall I thought it was cool man I again it didn't it didn't deter me from listening to this guy with whatever he does next
2: right I gotcha uh I I guess I would have the, pretty much the same the same reaction to it. I I think for him sometimes he has with a full album of him you get to the point where because his sound is very similar in every song, I just can't I couldn't listen to like the full album again and again. Like I could hear one song here and there. Yes. But he hits that like Almost like a that far away yell kind of noise. Yes, very just similar. So... To
3: Don Tolliver does that too.
2: Yeah, and he does it for so long. Yes, and it's like six songs straight of that. And the thing is, I know he can do other things, but it was like at that point I didn't even care of him doing anything else because I'm just like, all right, like I need to hear something else, and maybe if the features, I think maybe if he had some like uh, features that weren't that were like a completely different genre or something like a halsey or something yes. to like really cut his noise i i might have liked it better but uh i shouldn't say liked it better but i think i would be interested in hearing that uh but like the him and uzi song
3: i, I didn't really like i didn't like him uh, on it i liked uzi on it
2: right me too um I, JD sounded weird and J.I.D. sounded weird in that song I didn't like Ransom it was just a, I, I thought the features would help like after I got to the Monica Lewinsky election year song I was like okay well the features will help carry the rest of this and they really didn't and, and he still kind of sounded the same I, I, maybe I just want him to be more versatile that's all with his yeah. sound yeah. Not with the songs. The songs sounded good, and I could see him switching his style on the songs, but he didn't. It's like he went in and just made the same song a bunch of times on different beats, and he doesn't have to. Some people, I think, do have to do that, and I, I probably should like say it more often that there's some people who just shouldn't show more versatility because they just can't.
3: I'll throw it out right now. Now.
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: Yes. Just keep giving me
2: the same thing you give me, Nav, because that's it. I know that's your bag. Yeah, you're the not bag doing is anything
3: else. I don't want to hear it.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing left in your bag. But I I have more confidence in St. John's bag that there's something yeah. else in there than what he brought on here. That's all. It was okay. That's it.
3: My reactions to him are kind of similar to what I thought of A. Boogie when I for like first heard him.
0: Because mm-hmm.
3: A. Boogie took me a while to kind of get... Like grow into listening a lot yeah. Uh, but at a certain point like I just found I don't know if he found the pocket or maybe I found a pocket of his sound that I liked uh, yeah. but I could see St. John kind of developing in that way Yeah. because there were a couple times on here when he rapped where I, I liked how it sounded I thought Freedom is Priceless was really good I did too uh, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, Quarantine Wifey, that's probably my favorite track on here hmm. Uh, in like, there wasn't really too much that was just bad.
2: Right. No, definitely not.
3: I just, I just thought he didn't have to rap as much on some of the tracks and he could have been a little bit more versatile overall. Mm hmm. Shout out to yep. Kanye, man. There's two, two decent verses in a row, man.
2: Yeah. Yep. It is. Absolutely.
3: I'm happy that he got out of his election nonsense to just make music yeah like once upon a time i enjoyed you doing that <laughs> yeah all right uh
2: you said you got the rust i didn't hear the rust yeah all oh right. really yeah i ended up uh i ended up hearing some other things that i'll talk about but i don't need to really
3: <laughs> oh no! no 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 i want to hear it first <laughs> uh
2: I listened to Jeezy's album and
3: I was gonna I was gonna do that but
2: don't, don't waste your time you'll be disappointed and I I don't know if people are saying this is good in the streets I haven't heard anything about it Uh, I just checked it out because the you know I figured with the verses him and Gucci I figured he'd come with something he'd use it as a you know advertising for the album this album is bad, man. It's just bad. I mean, first of all, Demi Lovato is on a Jeezy album.
3: Yeah, no thanks.
2: <laughs> and she's out, she actually sounds decent with Lil Duval, which was just random. But the first... I want to say the first one, two, three, four, six songs were very like old-school Jeezy. Beats, you know, the rapping was hard. Really good rapping. Just
3: the cocaine talk.
2: Yeah, what you expect from Jeezy. But then after that, from stimulus check on all the way down to the end, he started, like, rapping all this inspirational oh, no. and spiritual stuff. And listen, I don't mind that. If that's what you're doing, I mean, that's, that's good. People do need that. But it just sounded bad coming out of Jeezy's mouth. It didn't even sound like he wrote the stuff he was saying. To me. It just sounded bizarre. Uh, the Neo song was awkward. I didn't like. Um, Rick didn't even sound good in Almighty Black Dollar. Which I expected him to. And he really didn't do anything. I actually did like the um, Demi and Lil Duval song. My Reputation. But the other ones man. Live and Die. He copied Tupac's Live and Die in LA. But he said Live and Die in the A. And that was just bad it's, just, it's like a song you don't touch uh it just wasn't good man i don't know how how deep to go into it but yeah that's i'm sick of these guys retiring and coming back with garbage albums like if you're gonna retire and you come back bring some fire but don't retire and come back with more trash i, I liked like
3: hey, this last one like i didn't love it or like go back to it really but
2: I liked it, too. The
3: the Snowman, Legend of the Snowman, I think it was. That was supposed to be his last one. Yeah, man, I was totally okay with that. And this, I didn't need this.
2: They, like, come back to remind you why they're retired. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what he did. Like, hey, here's the album to show you guys I don't have it anymore.
3: That's tough.
2: But, yeah, I listened. I listened to that. And I also listened to the Meek 4-pack. Did you listen to that? No,
3: I missed... (sighs) I need to, I need to get to that.
2: Um, uh, you want me to talk about don't,
3: it? Please don't tell me it's bad. Don't do it.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was two and two for me. Okay, I'll take it fifty percent. Okay, it's mixtape meek too. Like fast. I'll take it. Yelling at you, rapper. I'll take it. It's been a yeah. minute,
3: man. I I like him a lot more when I hear him, like, you know, not for a while, and then I listen to him
2: yeah me too he's better that way yeah yeah that's that's it i mean he's probably better that way because he sounds the same a lot of times yes so when you don't get so much of it in your face it you cherish it a little more yeah
3: but i love it though man i I still haven't forgotten his little package he gave us uh when he first i think got out of prison
0: Mm Mhm.
3: man i love those tracks which ones what was it on it was like a little four-pack similar to this. It was, Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, it was Legends Rifle... of
3: Summer, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think Ty Dolla Sign was on one of them.
2: Jeremiah in PNB Rock, oh, that one. Yeah, that I was... remember.
3: I like those tracks a lot. Yeah, those were good. That's those like those his really comeback, good. too, because we hadn't heard him in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. This I...
2: isn't that. I'll tell you that. That's fair. <laughs> I, I
3: didn't think it would be, but I, I'm curious to see... If he has like a project coming up at some point.
2: Yeah, me too. It seems like it's been.
3: It's been a minute since the championships. Is that what the last one was?
2: Yeah, it's going on two years since then. Yeah. He got a little more time. But I gotta talk about.
3: I gotta talk about Russ. All right. Uh. Chomp. Yes, we we've had a, a lot of rust this year. We had the album. We had the deluxe editions that i loved yeah uh in one thing i loved about the deluxe editions is that they fit the album but it was like more of him trying out stuff
2: yeah and he put uh, like enough for a whole ep on there
3: yeah yep. and this one to me this one's like almost like a flex where this Mm -hmm. one is basically like look i'm i could rap yeah uh, be- I heard about that. Because this is this is bars start to finish. Good bars? Good, yeah. Okay. I mean, with 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 albums or projects like this, there's not that much replay value for me.
0: Because
3: mm-hmm. once I hear it, like there's no like the verses are a lot of the time deep, they're long. Uh it's not really like quotable. And, and I hesitate to go back to it often but I thought his rapping on here was really good man I thought the features fit the the kind of style of this album or this mm-hmm. little EP and yeah. it's just his bars start to finish okay I like it he, he impressed it. me man I, I didn't think he could I, I knew he could consistently rap but I didn't know he could keep up with with guys like Benny the Butcher and Black Dot,
2: I have heard that one. That's the only one I heard off of it. Yeah,
3: yet. and I, I, Busta Rhymes, by the way, that's probably my favorite track. Line them up, I thought. Okay, he sounded great on there. <laughs> have you listened to the album yet? No, 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 I can't <laughs> do it.
2: All right, cool. Shout out to Russ. Chomp was good. Um what's next man nothing uh today is friday but what we just have miley
3: (laughs) that's that's what we got
2: miley came out yeah um i
3: haven't even looked this is my first time looking
2: let's see who else i saw someone else that i thought was interesting bad bunny Uh, ass
3: J Lo. You seen the the Taylor Swift like controversy? This whole thing with her her manager or whatever. Yeah. Interesting that she's she put this out.
2: Yeah. The um, like the
3: studio stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Trying to get her, you know,
3: trying to make that money back. I like it.
2: Um, we got Juicy J. Oh,
3: dude, that I'm getting Juicy J. I'll tell you right now.
2: So many features on there. He has to be. He's Logic on three features. Oh, two.
3: yeah Him and Logic are like boy. Like they're produced together a lot of the time.
2: That's weird to me, but I'm cool <laughs> with that. Nah, maybe Juicy J is t- like a
3: guilty pleasure for me.
2: I'm not mad at it. Megan The Stallion, Ty Dollar Sign, Young Dolph, Yes, Conway, yes. ASAP Rocky, Yes, maybe Two Chains, Wiz,
3: Yes, hey, then I'm ready I'm ready juicy last last one I heard from him was the the like the big album that he dropped a long time ago yeah it's been a while and I actually like that one I was surprised that he obviously he can't carry tracks but like he could fit tracks
0: yeah he can
3: uh, so, but and again like i I don't even know if I'm gonna really review this one I might just have like a couple of impressions about it.
2: Yeah, he's one that you you, know what you you're pretty, gonna pretty much get. know what you're gonna yeah. get. Yeah, no surprises. Uh, I don't really see anything else, man.
3: I, a lot of singles. That's gonna be my only new thing. I'm gonna get two randoms, two catch ups from past couple months.
2: You got a lot of catch ups. I man. do.
3: I do. I uh
2: I haven't I still haven't heard um NLE Choppa yet. I'll probably catch up on him. But um, other than that, I wanted to hear La album. Somebody. I might check that out
3: I might get that too
2: Danny Lee's album came out I might I might see what that's talking about all right uh I'll play your gym real quick and we'll come right back um doolip is on fire man she really is everything she touches has turned to flames um I don't know what she's gonna do you know, with her next album or how long it's going to take. Cause I think, I don't think she is involved in her beats really. Mm-hmm. So I think she just is ready to go all the time. That's why pop stars can put out so much music. Cause they really don't do much other than perform the songs. Yeah. So,
3: uh, oh, we didn't talk about uh weekend performing at the super bowl.
2: Oh, we'll talk about it after this. Okay. After this. Okay. Uh, this is Dua Lipa um hallucinate. <laughs> Do us hallucinate? Um. Hallucinate So yeah uh, The weekend has been picked To perform at the Super Bowl What do you think?
3: <clears throat> I mean it's a good pick Yeah
2: It is He'll put on a show
3: uh, Yeah I mean I'm assuming It's not going to be a crowd But uh, I still think he's going to Put on a show
2: Yeah It's yeah, definitely.
3: I think I think they even have more kind of creativity if it's primarily for you know for cameras than for people.
2: Right, and he doesn't have to do it live.
3: Right, and you <laughs> so see, it might just be a music video. Right, and he's been playing with like the concepts from his album a lot.
2: Yeah, which I are getting old to me.
3: <laughs> right. I, I thought you would say that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why? Why? Why do you think I would say that? I just
3: it—it it kind of felt like that to me. I was like, this, this <laughs> something like, like I could see this getting old quick, and I, like something came to me. I was like, I feel like Tyler would think like that.
2: <laughs> it's definitely getting old, man. <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I mean,
3: I agree.
2: He did it this weekend, um, at the AMAs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, all right. I mean, he came out with his face all bandaged up. How many times is he gonna do it? Like, when is it gonna stop? We've seen him enough, or at least change up the bandages or something. He doesn't have to wear the same red suit every time. Just, I don't know. He just better not come out with the red suit and the bandages at the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying.
3: But he might. I think, I think he'll do something crazy.
2: Um, the weekend... Like, where do you think the most of the songs he'll perform at the Super Bowl? What album do you think they're going to come from?
3: What, like, specific album? Yeah. Uh. I hope it's not Starboy, but I I imagine that might be the case. (laughs) Why do you hope not? Because that's kind of his most, like, accessible one. Yeah. For the the casual listeners. But I, I do think there's a number of tracks he could play from his classic
0: mm-hmm.
3: Beauty Behind the Madness. He could rock like half that album. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, his uh, lyrics aren't like super difficult to clean up.
2: No, they're not.
3: And you're still gonna get the like what he's insinuating. So.
2: You know, The weekend is tough because and this is what I noticed with a lot of pop artists. Uh, I know he, for some reason, keeps winning R&B awards when he's been pop since Beauty Behind the Madness. But he, you may like a certain, you know, some songs of him, but they won't be the hits. And like the hits will be songs that, like they appeal to everybody, but everybody can have their own taste of the weekend songs yeah and like songs that are completely not hits because he has a lot of great songs that aren't hits but he'll never perform them because they aren't like universally likable i guess
3: yeah Uh, that's why i think he's gonna dive into the pop songs a lot more obviously he's gonna perform the singles from this past album yeah i mean they've been rocking on the radio all year pretty much
2: yeah yep Um, in your eyes, heartless, uh, heartless, and save your tears—the ones he's been performing a lot. Uh, you know, and the rest of them are very beat heavy, so he probably won't be performing those. Uh, Starboy.
0: I
3: hope he comes in with one of his like more R and B songs as an intro.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause like he like can what? bring
3: it into like alone again And just really hype it up mm-hmm. And then go into his Known tracks
2: Yeah I feel it coming Daft Punk Really changed his career In my opinion
3: Yeah, He made it like easier for him
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah Cause, Cause him on
3: I mean, who... pop just sounds so easy A lot of the time
2: Yeah and who doesn't like like when Daft Punk really wants to make a smash, oh, yeah. I feel like they make it whenever they want to. For sure. I mean, Starboy and I feel it coming are just fire. I
3: feel it coming kind of grew on me more than Starboy even did.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. Because it's you know it's a danceable song. Yeah. It's just a nice song. Um, he better not play. I can't feel my face. <laughs>
3: He's definitely Touching on that one
2: (laughs) The hills In the night I feel like he'll probably Play the hills It just seems like He'll probably
3: play The the 50 shades of grey one Maybe What was that one called? Was that the hills? No
2: No um, uh, Earned it
3: Earned it That's right
2: (laughs) Yeah Yeah well, I'm curious to see where it goes. I'll be tuning in for sure. Yeah. Uh any other music news? Movie news, anything? Uh I see Wonder Woman is still coming out. Oh yeah, Christmas they're putting Day.
3: it out on HBO Max. I'm right at it. Oh dude. And did you see I I saw it in a commercial and they had a disclaimer that literally said no added uh payment for like subscribers or whatever oh like, was, like disney literally taking a shot at mulan yeah i mean which right. which by the way they is what how they need to be doing it like this yeah uh i love it
2: i love it too
3: i mean i don't understand why the the rest of the movies aren't doing that
2: yeah it's kind of strange that they're not but
3: I imagine I holding out the release, you're losing a ton of money anyway.
2: Right. And you're having to pay people for nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, people, the actors are still getting paid and you're not getting paid. Yeah. So you, that's kind of strange. Maybe the actors aren't getting paid. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it is interesting that they're doing it, especially with a superhero movie like to see what marvel does with that if we see anything on disney plus any yeah black widow
3: that's the films. move yeah well, i'll tell you now that... i'm not paying extra for it no me neither like me subscribing to you is enough
2: yep yep it's plenty so all right well i don't have anything else
3: yeah, we'll be back. Uh, free agency's wrapping up, so we'll we'll touch on football a little bit more next like month.
0: Yeah,
2: yep, and uh, there got to be some trades coming, man.
0: Uh, I hope so. Something.
2: Do um uh real quick, give me a possible destination for Westbrook.
3: <laughs> Real quick, mm.
2: <laughs> it's not a quick answer.
3: I can't, uh, I'm trying to think of like it's just me. I don't know. I mean, Sacramento can't even take him. Uh, who, like who, who could even take him and like plug him in? Right? I, I can't even think of a team, honestly.
2: That's fair.
3: That's cool. You know what would be kind of sick to try, and this is like a almost more of like a two K dream than a real life dream. Uh-huh. Uh I I wish it could go to San Antonio.
2: <laughs> him and DeRozan
3: together? Or? Sure, sure. You can get rid of DeRozan, I don't mind.
2: It's just you want to just see him with Popovich? I want to see year? if
3: if Popovich can make him like work. Greatest of <laughs> all time. I'm I'm calling it now. I agree, but uh, I I there's like a zero percent chance of that happening.
2: Right. Do you think he has any chance of playing with another good scorer? Like, do you think he could play with Donovan Mitchell?
3: Could he play? Yes. Could they win playoff series? No.
2: Okay.
3: As you saw with Harden. As weird as it was, what they were fourth? Yeah. And he was he was heating up before the, the shutdown, so they probably would have been even a better seed good chance. Yeah. yeah. Just the playoffs is when they just unravel.
4: Yeah.
2: Alright. Well, we're getting out of here. We'll be back next week with uh catch up music. And Juicy J, and hopefully some trades and football. Um, for throwback, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Chingy tonight. Uh, this is pulling me back.
1: Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling Be me back, back. Me back, telling me I need you in my life. Every time I try to call, oh. something keeps telling Be me that. Me back, back. there's a, lot, a lot thing. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, back, me back, back, telling me I need it.
5: So, you so
1: it was meant to be. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know what, what this is. it me, uh? so means. to we gotta uh. make
5: it It was way. all good at first, spending money, going shopping, eating at the finest restaurants. And if from club poppin', she was right there with me, bottle popping, living it like bitch, She just didn't understand my lifestyle and that I ain't like that. Uh-huh. I ain't like uh-huh. weary in the world, got your diamonds, got your pearls. But I can't help it if Ching-a-ling be attracting all the girls. Uh-huh. Baby, I'm a superstar, and that come with it uh-huh. Got a good nigga on your side, you better run with it Whoa. Even though I'm on the road doing shows I made time for me and her relationship to grow. Grow, grow, grow They tell me don't trust a woman in this industry But she not any woman, more like a sacred friend to me uh-huh. us when I'm out of town, always think of her Might conversate with some chicks, but no one come above her um, I thought I was your man. guess you ain't understand, and now I'm sitting her looking crazy. Like damn. Every time, Every time I, I try
1: to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling Ooh. me I need you in my life. Ooh. Every time I try to go, something keeps telling me, me back, that, me that, back. everything gon' be alright. Uh-huh. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back.
5: in the house from hard work my head hurt instead of arguing can I have dinner with some dessert uh-uh she talking about this phone number she found me give me time to put my bags down she straight up up before we end up fighting let me leave I'm exhausted and it's her I don't need I don't need now I'm with the fellas riding and drinking she blowing my two way up but I need some time for thinking yeah I want to go back but something's saying no. let me go. Face, and the next day I might call. call, what should I do, look, let me ask y'all Should I stand tall or let this relationship fall, fall. I ain't now with having my feelings crushed But it happens sometimes, either love it or give it up I thought I was your man, guess you ain't understand And now I'm sitting here looking crazy like damn time I to leave, something keeps spreading The best to make her happy, but it wasn't
0: enough. Cause mama told me in relationships to roll, give up. And I don't wanna have my head down, weeping stressed out. As bad as it hurts,
5: I gotta move to the next route. Yes, I thought I was a man, yet she ain't understand. And now she's sitting there looking crazy, like damn. Every time I try to leave, something keeps
1: pulling me, me, babe, me, babe, me I need you and back, me back. Oh